Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. I'm here with my co-host, Ro, today. It's just the two of us, which is exciting. It's the two of us. A lot of guests. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm about as well as you can be. Uh... It's kind of cold and rainy here. I think we're getting our first like sense of fall and what that is. Um, and then just the rain. Yeah, it just kind of mm-hmm. always puts me in like a, I just want to cuddle in bed and like do nothing today, you know. Are the leaves changing yet? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, uh, like when have I seen a tree lately? <laughs> you're, uh, that, you're that much of a city boy now? <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> you know, for like... Like, work just ended. The season just ended. So I would go from, like, my house to the field. Like, not a lot of trees between there. Um, and we live close to a park. I just haven't been to it. So I will uh, I will have to check and get back to you on that. <laughs> well, now that it's out of season, like, I, you guys better do some good hiking. There's, there's some good oh, yeah. hiking and stuff up there. For sure. Yeah, I, I plan on living a... Uh, what con what might be constituted as a normal life uh for the next couple months and um yeah hiking and seeing uh family and just taking time whatnot but you know i'm like i said i'm i'm good you know i'm a bit run down i feel like my whole body's sore i've been pushing it a bit maybe a bit too much uh in the gym gym lately yeah uh no never like work and mental wise i never do that no 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 <laughs> not anymore <laughs> it's always only physical uh but things are things are good what about you nice things are good here it's still rainy season so it rains just about every day right now which is about the time when you want a nap yeah. but Feel that. i am going out and doing social things and i'm always so proud of myself Whoa, i texted you? my friend <laughs> who's out of town and I was like you'd be so proud of me it was like raining and cold and I just wanted to go to bed but I actually went out to the women's circle she's like exactly this is the type of reinforcement I need to not be a hermit in the mountains yeah speaking of hermits uh last night uh we went to some I don't know it's called like a secret circus it was like some fine arts i guess you can call it event um <laughs> i saw in, your stories i don't know if fine art is the word yeah i don't it was kind of strange <laughs> i won't lie but uh it was like in in a park next to john hopkins university or like within it i'm not entirely sure and uh we went because one of casey's friends is like an aerialist aerial artist i don't know what the right oh that's is, cool. but yeah that that part was really the only thing we went for was cool but uh 
yeah, showed up and some weird acts. But anyway, so Casey was like, hey, we should go to this thing. And I was like, it starts at 10 p.m. I'm 30. What are we talking about? <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, like, I think we should go. It's like weird. And I was like, well, it's late, weird. And it totally takes me out of my comfort zone. But like, that means we should do it. So we went. And the entire time, you know, it's it's so funny. She was like, I'm so proud of you for coming out. And I'm like, look, it's not like I'm like, <laughs> you know, like some extreme homebody. But she's right. Like, oh, look at all these people around. I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, and then there was some girl there that reminded me of you. Because she sang like um, Appalachia folklore <laughs> Oh tales and i was like oh this is brooke's upbringing is what it is <laughs> she was like she was like these hail from the mountains of virginia and i was like wow okay so brooke is always kind of i bet i get it you know I, you've always kind of had this weird hippie <laughs> vibe in you and it's just appalachia running through your veins <laughs> i think so man i denied it for a long time but <laughs> I yeah, feel like Casey's going to keep you young. I love how she like takes you out on all these adventures. I'm just like a like a dog, right? I'm like, oh, I'd rather just sit in here. And she's like, come on, we got to go out for a walk. We got to go out for this. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You're a good boy, she you will keep me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> streets. Simple man. I'm a simple man. Nice. Well, we do have a question of the week before we get into our podcast topic. Do it. Okay. So the question of the week is how should I handle tracking my food while I'm traveling and away with family? Um, I think this is a good question that almost starts with is tracking important to where you are on your journey right now? Mm, Yeah. I go through phases personally. I would like you to speak to this too with tracking fitness and, and food. So sometimes I like to track my weights. I like to track what I'm doing, especially if I'm going through some type of like program or or something that I'm doing. And then I go through phases where I don't. I'm like, okay, did I move my body today? Awesome. Yeah. So (laughs) personally, I think it's just phases and I don't believe in tracking food all the time. And even when I'm working with a client one-on-one, we usually do photo tracking, not counting macros. Rarely are people actually tracking and weighing and measuring food. It's just photos so that really so that we can see okay, I have these symptoms or I feel this certain way or I have this thing I'm, I'm, and I can see the patterns of the food. Well, okay, here's what's shifting. Here's what we can do better. And it's not really about mm. weighing and measuring and counting calories. Oh. But even when you're on vacation and with your family, like you don't want to whip out your food and like take a picture. I mean, maybe yeah. it's like a whole Instagram yeah. I was like, actually, page actually. So, <laughs> you know, it depends on the person. <laughs> um, but I personally, I think if someone's just going away on vacation or you're going to spend time with family and you really want to be present without your phone, I support that over the tracking. Where I think it can get tricky is if you're always traveling then there might be an issue if your eating patterns are changing dramatically and affecting something we need to look at deeper with symptoms, with your gut health, with your hormone balance, with other things that you're experiencing, then it can be helpful. But personally, I am team do this in phases, only track food when you really need to and you're working on a specific goal and take breaks to really enjoy being present. Yeah, I love that. First of all, I've never really heard of uh, photo tracking. Um that's great. I think that's really cool because I think it's really easy to say like, yeah, I, you know, I had like a salad or I had like this, but it's like, oh, here's objective proof that like your salad was two celery sticks and <laughs> we can't run away from that. You know, Yeah. Um, I think that's that that's really 
neat and I haven't heard of that. And like, let's say you are like a foodie or someone who likes to take pictures of food and it's great, right? It kind of rolls into it, it being its own thing. Um, but I agree with you um, as far as like phases and stuff, because that's kind of how what this episode is kind of going to be about, right? Like the perfect fitness routine or whatever. Um, like nothing is is a straight line. Things are very cyclical. Life happens. And like there are times where you're going to be able to, like you said, track your food, be very objective about it, like down to the gram if you like need it to be for some reason. Um, just like you would be like, I am going to make sure I get all of these sets, all of these reps, because I need this, whatever. Um, and then there are other weeks where you're like, well, I'm slammed at work, or I have family in town, and I really just want to enjoy that. Like, so I'm not going to kill myself at the gym, uh, or I'm not going to, like, you know, spend two hours at the gym like I normally would. Not saying I do that, but like, you know, that there are things that shift because of life um so yeah i think that that's i think that's awesome i i think more people need to understand that that's like that's what gives you long-term success is like being able to move in and out of these phases um and doing it like well and not being like well really mess it up or like i didn't take a picture i screwed it all up you miss one but we're looking at trends here you know like no one meal unless like you're highly allergic to it is gonna like mess your life up um yeah i agree with what you said that's really cool i might just start sending you pictures of my food and you'll be like you need more greens <laughs> they know i got green gummy bears <laughs> oh my god one year that reminds me one year my stepbrother made a new year's resolution that he wasn't gonna eat anything green so he would sit there and he would even hand pick out green skittles and green m&ms because what he was psycho. so committed to not eating anything <laughs> green, and that was across the board. Man, hey, good for you. Uh, I'm. Uh, I love anyone who can be that stubborn and committed to something that makes no sense. Like I'm all for it. Very stubborn. He's an <laughs> officer of military in the military now. If that just uh, shows yeah, you just where this makes sense. train was headed, <laughs> yeah. even at like ten years old, and his defiant stubbornness yeah. and rigidness. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. But yeah, that's I think cool. um, I loved the point that you brought up of like, if you really want to be successful, you need to move in and out of these phases with ease and without a lot of huge changes. And it's so true. It's, you know, it can't be like I'm 100% on and I'm all in and I'm all out. And I think that really a health journey is such a deeper experience because you have to let go of perfectionism you have to understand yeah. your tendencies maybe you're using different things for coping and you need better balance so i i just really love that point i wanted to say thank you for bringing that up of course i'm a very insightful person you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to see what your brain is capable of very humble too like 100 hours a week. <laughs> yeah me too yeah, we'll see <laughs> probably nothing <laughs> He's just you're like out of office sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I the thing is it's terrible. I like I need big amounts of stress and deadlines to like work at my we'll say most optimal, but then I throw away the rest of my life. So I need balance as well, right? I think we need a podcast episode where we bring on someone that reads birth charts and just have someone like oh dissect God. the stars. <laughs> I know nothing about this, which is the funny part. I just uh, you know, I think I just get lumped into that category for other reasons. Is it weird? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I'm an Aquarian <laughs> alien weirdo. But I think it'd be fascinating to be like, why are you like this? Let's see if the stars can tell us. 
Yeah, I think my dad just didn't hug me enough when I was growing up, but it's all good. <laughs> he hugs me now, so, so I'm better. <laughs> there, I love it. Shout out, Dad. All right. <laughs> Okay, so today we're, this is an episode that was recommended by a listener, which I'm excited about. And also, if you're listening to this and you're like, can you talk about this thing? DM us on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod because we can make a whole episode about it or talk about it in a question of the week. We're definitely open to feedback. But today we're going to talk about the perfect fitness routine. We know that exercise is healthy and something we need to do. But move full, move more isn't great advice. It's really just this blanket statement. Right. Um, there's also some thought behind how sticking with only one type of exercise or training isn't always a good idea. Like if we're overdoing just one thing all the time. So Rose going to give us some insight on what works, what kinds of movement should be involved in your routine for how long, at what intensities. So we're going to break down what is like the ideal perfect routine after we said there's no such thing as perfect but you guys get the idea like this is the ideal scenario that we use um, and then we're flexible around what that looks like but before we start I want to open up with like what does fitness mean yeah yeah fitness is a I think I messed up my mic I'm sorry um fitness is it's funny because it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people right like if you are a 75-year-old man who's like, I want to get fit. Like, okay, like, you probably aren't going to be running, like, an ultra marathon out of nowhere. But if, like, you want to go and play catch with your grandkids or, like, be able enough to help your uh, kids move stuff around their house, like, that's a great goal. That's that's fitness, right? Um, To me, fitness is, like, just having the the like strength the uh tenacity and like the ability to kind of do whatever you want without feeling like physically um incapable of doing it right so uh when we hiked peru bad move i flew in and was like okay i i didn't have much time but like we flew in and then i was hiking like 12 hours later like it didn't adapt to the high altitude. Felt like I was going to die, right? Uh, it was not like the greatest time the first day because my heart was literally exploding. Um, but I had enough strength and enough uh, cardiovascular fitness to be like, well, I know that I'm going to deal with this. Like, I also will just need to slow down a bit. I understand my limits. Um, so there was never really a point in time where I was like, oh, I won't be able to finish this, you know? And that's what it is to me is like just being able enough to do whatever I want to do. Um, You know, easier said than done. I don't want to run a Spartan race or anything. And but if I wanted to, like, could I train for that? Yeah. Would it suck because it's things I don't like? Yeah. But, you know, like it's just it. I have the ability to do whatever it is that I want without feeling pain without feeling like I won't be able to do it again or things like that um yeah I mean that's what it means to me I also love being big and strong like I we laugh a lot because when Casey met me I was like 170 I was a medium and like now it's I without thinking can hover at like 215 220 and if it's like not an XL that I'm not fitting into it. And I love that. Like, I love that my 
upper back and chest have been the thickest they've ever been. And it's like, you know, 20 year old me, it's like all I wanted. And now it's like, oh, it just took 10 years uh, because of some things that happened to get in the way. But like, that's all I want is just to be big and strong and like fit into the what I think this idea of like a strong man is or like looks like from a physical standpoint. So um, yeah, that's what it means to me. What about you? Because I know that we have like, I would say very different, but like definitely different ideas of what like fitness means to us and how that plays a role in our lives. I think with, I like, I really admire your commitment. Like fitness is a huge part of your life and it seems like it kind of always has been and varying degrees and your own journey of like finding balance in a healthy way because I definitely remember the stories of what you, (laughs) your beginnings of your health uh, and fitness journeys. Um, But for me, I would say I, this part doesn't come as naturally to me. This isn't something that I like wake up and I'm like, yes, I'm excited to move my body. I, I'm kind of, I guess, a nerd. Like I really love learning and I love exercising like my mind and mm-hmm. how this can show up in like the way I live my life in my home and and health in my home and food I cook and the things I eat so for me I almost think about it in two different parts like to me fitness and movement are different sure. like when I think fitness I think okay I'm intentionally moving my body for the purpose of getting stronger or healthier for my cardiovascular system or muscles or like I'm doing it with purpose to mm-hmm. me movement is like more of just I'm moving my body because I should and it's like a lot less structured and usually it's more joyful it's like dance it's just walking my dog like it's things like that but I loved what you said of the goal of fitness which is I just want to be able to do I don't want to be limited by my body yeah right like I just want to be able to do all the things like if I want to (laughs) go Or, you know, hike Peru, I would probably have to train for that for a second, especially with the altitude, <laughs> but I would be able to do it, you know? Right. So I think that to me, that's like the goal of why I do these things. And I think um, it's also for me a big part of feeling in my body. Like I tend to be super in my head. I've always been this way ever since I was a kid. And it's a really also like a really good tool when I'm overwhelmed, I've been very mm-hmm. consciously using this recently. Like I'm overwhelmed. I'm in my head or I've been overworking. I've been doing too much with my mind. I'm going to pause and I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get into my body and be really present with my body. So that's another way yeah. I like to like a why and, and why I do it. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to think about a lot of other things going on in the world or your life when you're like in a, for me, like when you're pulling something heavy, right. Or, Maybe for you and also for me, when I'm in this mobility flow and I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of painful. I have to get better at that. Like, I'm not thinking about anything else because the the task is is taking so much of my brain power that I'm like, oh, yeah, that felt nice because I just got to not think about everything else for a bit. And I was just like me. So I like that you said that it's like you checking in on yourself, and doing well for yourself. That's really what it should be. But, you know, I'm just a. I just want to be big and strong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just big and strong. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I want to get into like what actually comprises a fitness routine. Like, what are the components of fitness that someone should be thinking about when we're talking about this ideal perfect fitness routine? 
Yeah. It, so if you look at like exercise science and um, one of the things that like we're talked about ad nauseum uh, or taught about is like the VO2 max, right? Like uh, your body's ability to bring in oxygen and utilize it and for how long and to what extent is like what fitness is within like a science perspective, right? We say someone is very fit when they have a high VO2 max because it allows them to do work. It allows them to recover better. Um, but no one's walking around saying like, hey, what's your VO2 max? Unless you're like a runner, right? Or like some endurance sport athlete. Um, so when we think about like what fitness is from like a general standpoint, we have your cardiovascular exercise or system, that's your heart, your lungs, your ability to do work for long periods of time. Um, you have strength or resistance training um, because, you know, it's your ability to move stuff, your ability to pick things up, your ability to just like handle the gravity that is imposed on us at all, at all periods of time. Um, and then you have things like mobility and balance slash stability. And mobility is really important, right? Because as we get older, we get weaker, um, assuming you don't keep training, right? But there's always kind of some loss. I think we had an episode on like sarcopenia um, mm -hmm. way and back aging, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, great episode. It's like one of my favorite ones. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, as you get older, you tend to do less, whether that's because we just don't have the energy for it. Work has caused you to sit more or whatever. Um, so you lose strength. And when you lose strength, you lose mobility. So your ability to kind of get into deeper end ranges of motion. And some of that culminates to a loss in stability and balance. So these things are all intertwined, right? Uh, which is why when we will talk about like what a perfect fitness routine is or you know, what makes somebody healthy is that have to be hitting things like your cardiovascular system, we have to be engaging in resistance training, and then we have to be focusing in on mobility and your ability to balance because everything we do throughout the day, like all of those things are working. Even when you are sitting at your computer, breathing through hopefully your nose, um, your body's doing work alive and much better to have a resting heart rate at 60 or below 60 than a resting heart rate at 80 plus because that's just like pretty big sign that your body's like hey we're working just for you to do nothing like there are some potential issues there um so yeah those are all the things that i think kind of help to group in majority of what fitness is and how we can start to think about like, hmm, what do I do less of? What do I need to do more of? What do I hyperfixate on? Um, and you know, how is that affecting my life, my body, and how I feel? Yeah, I think as you were speaking to all these things in my mind, I was I was just thinking about how important this is as we age, oh, because yeah. like just the activities of daily living. Once your body has been on this planet under all of these conditions for long enough, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, so if you're sure. just focused on like one piece, like if you're just focused on cardio and everything else is in balance, like you could see how that would be problematic as time for goes sure. on. I, I was just thinking about that. I've got, I was at a, 
a women's circle last night and there's a woman who is in her 80s and I love her so much. It's really cool to have like feel like you have elders around to yeah, tell yeah. stories <laughs> and like give you wisdom and like also put you in your place and put things in perspective when you need it. <laughs> But I just think it's so cool that she's in her 80s and she can sit down cross-legged on the floor and she Huge. can get up and she can dance and she can yeah. walk up a big hill because we live in the freaking mountains to even get to where <laughs> we need to go. And I'm just right. like, this is the coolest. And yeah. I can see in all of those situations why all of these parts and all of this balance is so important. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think, so we have, you know, in the, the new house, I wonder how long I'll keep calling a new house. Uh we have stairs, right? Then they're like, it's a long set of stairs. And every morning, especially after leg day, right? I go down, I'm like, God, my knees. <laughs> this hurts so bad. And like, I think about how people that are like 40, 50, 60, I think in, because in my family, at least a couple of my aunts and uncles have been like, hey, we just want a ranch so that we don't have to go up and down stairs. And like, eventually it will be better for us. And I don't really like that thought process i'm sure it might change 30 years from now when i'm like oh my god everything hurts even more than it did when i was 30 um but like if you remove the things that challenge you like stairs um then you kind of get used to not being challenged and then when you have to go upstairs or a hill or something you're like wow i can't do this or i tripped and i fell and now i hurt myself and that kind of like speeds up the aging process and i'm not saying you should have like hurdles around your house and you should jump over them right but <laughs> i could like, see you doing that though <laughs> Rose I, will like 78, like, I will not <laughs> succumb to aging. i can't do it uh yeah but you know it's like those little things that like we try to make life easier for ourselves and like but if you are consistently going up and down stairs because like you work from home and then like your stuff is downstairs whatever like that's also a great stimulus. Like that's little micro fitness throughout the day. Um, but yeah, I just thought about that when you were talking about that older lady who seems like she's badass. She's awesome. They're actually going to Peru and she's going to do a bunch of hiking. She won't be able to do the big awesome. hike, but she's going to go up there and hike around. And that's like, sick. Oh, this is goals. It makes me yeah, so yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if fitness is encapsulated by all of these things, then what's the perfect routine or balance? Like, what should I be focusing on? How do we balance all of this into one picture? Yeah, it, it you know, it's like saying, like, what's the perfect diet, right? Like, there is no perfect diet. There is no perfect um, training or fitness routine. And as we talked about earlier, like, we go through phases in life that allow us to either put more or less energy into things. Um, depending on our energy, depending on how we feel about fitness, how we feel about our bodies, how we feel about all these other things. Um, so super cheesy to say, but like the perfect routine is the one that is tailored to your needs, uh, the goals that you have, how much time that you have to like put into that. And most importantly, this is like easily the most important thing is your ability to stay consistent with it. So if I write up this like perfect program that's five days a week and it's only 45 minutes and I know scientifically that it's going to increase your muscle mass and you're getting it faster, blah, blah, blah. And you only have three days a week to train, then it doesn't 
matter what I wrote because you are automatically going to miss two days and then you're going to get upset that you can't handle this and a couple weeks later you're just going to give up right so like then this perfect fitness routine has become a limiter and now you don't do any fitness <laughs> and so you kind of yep. screw yourself because you just threw all this stuff on your plate that not maybe that you weren't ready for but like you just weren't at a place to do it and that's whether that's your fault or not like you know belongs to you or your coach or whoever um but like you have to be able to stay consistent so the easiest way to like think about that is or like work through programming how to set up a perfect fitness routine for you is utilizing the fit principle it's f-i-t-t -T. it's like one of the first things we learn in school the frequency so how often are you physically active really like is it going to be like a couple hours throughout the day um how many times per week is generally how it's thought about people say oh i go to gym five days a week cool i know that you're there five days a week no one's there like oh i live like six hours a week like, okay is that two days <laughs> is it one day like you're a weekend warrior um so that's frequency the f we have intensity how hard you're working during that activity and like generally speaking this is light moderate or vigorous um time is how long you spend being physically active so if you were at the gym for an hour right like generally we're gonna say that's an hour unless you're like that gym bro who's like yeah like train for three hours but like we know two and a half hours of that you're just like you're just talking right yeah. you're like sitting there foam rolling you're hitting up the baddies you're like flexing in the mirror like do God, your thing i'm not gonna like take my college experience <laughs> Working it's in great. the gym and like living in the gym, like oh my god, flashbacks. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like if I talk about how much time I spend at the gym in college, seventy-five percent of my time, you know, like in I was not lifting. I was perhaps doing the things I just talked about. Um. So yeah, frequency, intensity, time. Um. And the fourth letter, second T, is type. So what kind of exercise are you doing? Um. And again, we're looking at like exercise and movement. So this isn't just cardio and lifting weight specifically. This is like, are you hiking? Are you biking? For I don't know what like if every time I think about an old person, I think about gardening, right? Like I just want to be able to tend to my garden, but like that's physical activity and that is a type of movement you are doing because depending on the gardening, like that stuff can be pretty tough. Like you're shoveling, you're moving stuff, you're on your hands and knees, your your biceps are working as you're like digging dirt, right? Um, it is physical activity. So those are the the four kind of components of the fit principle, frequency, intensity, time, and type. And you can argue this is kind of like a little more nuanced that there is like a third T and that's like tempo. And this is a little bit more specific to hypertrophy and like strength and resistance training, but it's like, how fast are you moving that weight for yourself? Um, because if you are moving something slowly because it's heavier, that's kind of generally going to be more strength focused. But if you're moving something lighter, very fast, that's going to be more power focused. Uh, and then when you go to like hypertrophy training, like if you can slow down a rep, and have a more eccentric focus like that's where you have your negatives and stuff so i don't really like to even though i just did uh dig into that third potential t because 
like just think about how many times you're doing it how hard are you going how much time are you spending doing it and then what are what is the it that you're doing is it persistent cardio or um something else but i always like to think about like what influences the fit principle the most and i i would argue that it's intensity because if you do something that's like very intense you can only do it once or twice a week i'm talking like hard sprints let's say or like a max deadlift you you can't do that five seven times a week you will burn out you will explode your body will literally just be like you know what we didn't we didn't plan for this uh so we're just gonna shut down yeah hormone havoc and then also your literal muscles will explode uh you get rhabdo right like your organs uh, yeah like you put too much work on us um so as we think about like the frequency time and the type of exercise like think about how hard you're going to do those things because that's going to allow you to decide whether it'll be a three-week program a five or three times a week program five times a week program um and then also understanding that like you can do all of these things we're going to talk about as long as your intensity your volume inherently um are managed correctly yeah i think so much of this part depends on your lifestyle like what do you do for for work do you have a family or not like what are your time strength and commitments like this to me is like you have to you have to know your life and have your life figured out before you're like okay like where does this part fit in because it's so it can be so different like you mentioned um three days a week first like i know for me to be honest consistency wise i used so i used to be one of those people that i would do like 90 minute workouts i would i would work out multiple times a day at my peak fitness which is clearly not now (laughs) i'm in my soft girl era (laughs) <laughs> um so but now like a, a lifting routine is like 45 minutes like I, i'm yeah. max intentionally working out like that i'll go to workout classes and yoga classes and things that are much longer but i know that if i'm going to be consistent to continue to show up at the rate i do it needs to be a lot less time per day and i do better when i show up five six days a week for a lot less time so i think this is the piece that it's like as you listen and we continue to give more context around this, just remember that like everyone's going to look different and it's okay. And it depends on your job, your work, your lifestyle. Um, and I love the consistency piece, like, because if you are going to keep this amazing ideal routine for two weeks and then you don't do anything for a month, like mm-hmm. that's probably the worst thing you could do. Commit yeah. to less, figure out what you really can be consistent with, and then just do that over time and like you said you're well you obviously had some very major health things and surgery come into play but you're like 10 years later i'm like living my dream to be big and strong (laughs) in an xl (laughs) t-shirt you know well but that's the point is like this is a consistent pillar and a value in your life and like that's what the goal in my opinion is with fitness whatever we do choose it does need to be a consistent piece of our health puzzle yeah yeah and i think that that's that's like that's huge. That's the most important thing. Um, but you are also fighting against uh, these guidelines of, and maybe not fighting against, but like there are certain things that like we should as humans be doing that like we constitute as the bare minimum. Um, because 
you have to be healthy, right? You have to, yeah. we've, we've talked about all the, the benefits of exercise and how it makes you feel and all these things. And like the American College of Sports Medicine, like this global body of, you know, really how we should be healthier. They still set certain standards and you can argue whether they're right or wrong, but like 150 minutes at minimum of like moderate intensity exercise, uh, uh, cardiovascular cardio work, uh, or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise, um, and then lifting two times per week. Like, I know that my life will change. My responsibilities will change. I don't have any kids. It's very easy for me to, like, sleep in until 7 or 8, and then be like, okay, now I can go to the gym, and then I have to get to the field by 11. Like, that's a lot of time, right? I am giving up sleep, though, because I go to sleep at midnight, just given my work and whatnot. And, like, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. But, like, eventually I will have other things that eat up my time. And it'll be much harder to hit 150 minutes of work, uh, two to three times of lifting a week. But for me, this is such a big part of my life that it's like, oh, I'll sacrifice my relationships to do that i don't care because like i feel like a better me um but if you are someone that is like just getting into it 150 minutes is a long time like sometimes that means just like 10 15 minute walk down the street that's still like actively thinking oh man i gotta go on another walk i only went on Five walks this week well wait pause i think the 150 minute makes it sound like a lot if you break it down that's only two and a half hours a week yeah very true right like and, that but, it's like a weird mind trick but it's only right. two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. a week very fair yeah and and there's and then you uh divide that up by seven days and like i'm not good at math but what is that like a half hour every day like a, no it's only like a half years. hour for like five days yeah yeah so it's like these are bare minimums, <laughs> and and it it sucks because I know that like everyone has a lot of things going on, but it like if you cannot make thirty minutes, and again we're we're not even talking about like getting into tough exercise or blah 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 or specific goals, but like we can move half an hour. We I know we can. And uh, yeah. it's, it's subtract, a tough sell. But... Subtract one Netflix episode. So, <laughs> yeah. like, subtract one scroll hole on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you can do this. Or just be on a treadmill as you do those things. Like, nobody says you have to do an either or, right? Um, but, yeah, so I think it's, like, yes, like, we have to fit these things that we enjoy within our lives. But there are pretty basic, like, minimums that we should be striving towards as like a baseline and then from there like hey you've crushed this awesome now let's try and focus on getting a little stronger a little faster a little whatever is going to help um increase your quality uh, of life but yeah it's just something i always think about like mm, i don't know if my stubborn mom who is almost 60 sorry mom uh has decided that like she can sleep a half hour hour less and still do all the things she's doing and swim and lift and do whatever she's doing like i don't know that that woman does so much and she's able to fit in that hour like three times a week that's it's huge yeah i think 
Yeah, you can make time for it. So question, I'm assuming this is all based on research that they came up with these minimums. What, in your opinion, is like, how do you differentiate moderate intensity and vigorous exercise? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Uh, When we look at um, things like heart rate monitors or like VO2 max, we can look at percentages. So let's say your heart rate max, we'll say 200 beats per minute. It's like very decent. Uh, It's actually very good, especially if you're like an older person. Um, uh, We're talking for like, moderate and it's been a while but excuse me i've looked at these uh intensities but we can look at it from like a scale of one to ten right so moderate is going to be like seven to eight and a half uh of like uh ratings of perceived exertion so like 70 to 85 percent of your um uh, uh heart rate or vo2 max um and then maybe even a little less of that if you are just getting started, right? Like if you have never done anything and then you're like, okay, let me get my heart rate up to it. I'm not good at math again, but like, you know, 150, 160, it's like, oof, that's, that's work for some people. Um, and your vigorous intensity is going to be like that nine to 10, like where you are, well, maybe, probably not 10 because again, doing uh 75 minutes worth of 10 out of 10 rating of work is like that's tough very tough um not many people should do it uh especially like consistently but anything from like an eight and a half to ten like that's that's going to be really good for you it's going to be kind of in that upper echelon of your heart's pounding your breath is getting a lot uh uh it's getting deeper it's getting faster so it's we can talk about like the numbers we can talk about you know specific percentages but like you can also be very honest with yourself and be like yeah that was a moderate exercise oh that was intense yeah i'm gonna need to do a little more of that or i need to do a little less of that but you know that's not to say like this kind of goes back to the whole intensity thing right like yes we should have everyone doing that 150 minutes of moderate 75 vigorous but if you do let's just do the math 300 of low to moderate like that's still arguably a good enough stimulus because you are like still walking around you're burning calories your blood is moving around you're intaking oxygen you're expelling co2 and like so it doesn't like i'm talking about these minimums but if you're like hey I just want to do enough to be able to walk to and from place and blah, blah, blah. And so I go on these like really long walks for long periods of time. Like that's still sustaining work. I don't want to walk for two hours for any reason. But if you would like to and you have the ability to do that, like that's also great. That That is fitness um, and you are doing a service to yourself to to do that. But like in my mind, I'm like, well, I'd rather sprint, I don't know, 10 times and get the arguably or quote unquote same stimulus than someone walking for two hours. Like, yeah, I, I just don't want to waste that time. But if you yeah. love it, you love it. Yeah, everyone's different for sure. So what are some things that you think should be in everyone's like thinking about it in a week? I think about it in a week. Like if you're designing yeah. a week by week 
what do you think everyone should be doing as a part of their fitness routine? Yeah, this is how I break down most, if not all of my like general clients and then especially my athletes when they're off season, right? There's always nuance to the sport at hand. But I think one of the things that we don't do enough of because we get older um, is sprinting and jumping, right? When is the last time you just ran as fast as you could? Like some people may be listening and be like, mm, 10 years. It's been 10 years since I chased someone down at recess and tagged them. And then like, you just never run full speed again. Um, <laughs> the last time you jumped, it's like, oh, like, a, you know, on a trampoline or whatever. Like, I remember seeing my grandma. It was her birthday. I don't remember which birthday it was. Um, but she was swinging in a pinata. And I love my grandma. I don't think I ever saw her do any sort of, like, physical activity. Uh, but she was swinging at this thing. Like, she was five years old again. It was awesome to see. And she, like jumped she does little hop and swung and i was like oh my god i didn't know you were physically able to do that that brought me like so much joy uh and i think that's when i started being like oh like when is the last time that like i jumped and you know i don't want to be 70 being like oh wow i haven't done that in literally decades um so i try to put um uh, you know sprinting is tough because like if you don't have the strength for it if you don't have the the movement capability for it like i'm not going to tell you to run as fast as you can but you know higher intensity running like hey just pick up the pace a bit right that's sprinting for you so i think that you have to do some sort of like running or high velocity movement um and the highest velocity or the fastest you can move is when you have no weight on you and you are just running um and then jumping is huge because like it allows us to express power and the reason I think about jumping is uh, really old people, older people, like if you slip on something, right. And like your ability to catch yourself, like, whoa, when you're young, it's like, oh, like, you can catch yourself. It's no big deal. As you get older, right. You kind of take like, a weird tumble and you're like, damn, like, my back kind of hurt. Like, because I caught myself, right. It was like this insane amount of like pressure or power that your body had to absorb that you aren't used to. Um, and then you get older, right? Like you trip once and like people are like, well, you're going to die in five years because like that's how bad of a fall it was. And, you know, you don't do anything. So I think about jumping because like the ability to load and explode is like so great. And it's very difficult to imitate that with weight, with like training, um, just because like you're limited by gravity and the weight that you have. Whereas like I'm telling you, hey, jump as high as you can and then land. That's a lot of gravitational forces being placed on you. And if you are strong enough to handle that, like that's awesome. It it helps you in a lot more ways than just like saying you have a high vertical jump. Um so sprinting and jumping um are a big part of that. Uh a strength movement. So moving something heavy couple times a week and i'm talking like 90 percent. like something you're really going to struggle with is important because it gets all of our neurons to stay awake it allows for that power with the sprinting and jumping to be there and it just keeps us like literally strong i also think there's something really like psychologically beneficial about oh yeah i just 
dumbbell bench press 105s. That is huge. How many people can say they did that? Oh, I just squatted four plates. I feel strong, right? There are these things that like allow us to feel a specific way that like when you leave, you're like, oh, I can do anything, right? <laughs> like I'm just that able. So sprinting and jumping, moving something um, very heavy a couple times a week or just once a week. We're talking bare minimums. Um, like a, a bodybuilding day or like a hypertrophy day where you're just like there to load volume up and get your muscles bigger, get your ligaments used to putting work on them. And then like a cardio day. I hate that day the most because it's so boring, but like it is important for us to do sustained work over long periods of time at a lower intensity um, because arguably I think that that's harder than like, hey, we're going to sprint eight times. Like, oh, I'll do that all day. But if you're like, I need you to pedal the bike for 45 minutes at this specific cadence without getting too high and without getting too low, kill me. Like, this is so boring. <laughs> but, like, it is really beneficial uh, for us. And it helps with your strength. It helps with your power. It helps with longevity. So um, I think those four things, and then depending on, really it should be everyone, but, like, some sort of mobility session, whether that's yoga, which I don't, like, love because you get into these, like, weird lengthened positions and you don't, like, it's not strength, really. It's just kind of, like, flexing, uh, flexibility and moving out of these, uh, like, what your muscles are, quote-unquote, supposed to do. But a mobility session where you're checking in on your hips, your knees, your ankles, and just kind of rolling through and making sure you're moving and being like, ooh, that's, that's tender. What do I have to do to make that better? Or, wow, man, I, my hips really needed that. And now I can, like, continue to have, like, a good week or good squat session or whatever it is. Those five things. Yeah, five it. days a week. Yeah. I think that is a really good, like, summary of all the different things, for sure. Yeah. What is So, like, right now, I know that we kind of talked about what fitness means to us, but, like... As a listener, I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm hearing all this stuff, but like, what do their fitness routines look like? Like, what does yours look like now? People know that you like live in Costa Rica, you work for yourself, like, and movement means different things to you than for me, but like, what does your fitness routine kind of consist of? Yeah, that's a good question. I was thinking about, do I check all these boxes as you were talking? Yeah. So I guess let's yeah. find out if I hit all these things. <laughs> so really, uh, right now, one of the things I like to do is a lot of my neighbors here will host different movement classes, and we usually go to their homes or we like meet on the soccer That's field cool. and we like do it outside, and it's really fun. It's one of the things I really love about this community. We're actually doing a huge fundraiser to build a community gym um so things awesome. work different here which is super cool so i think we're gonna have a big community gym soon that i can walk to if i want to lift bigger weights but um right now i would say like at least once a week i go to a fitness class and it's really for me social it gets me out of the house i work in my house yeah. so i need to like especially in rainy season like force myself to go out in public in this very remote mountain town um yeah. <laughs> and usually the movement classes are like circuit training or like this functional fitness class I like to go to or yoga mobility and 
I was noticing the common thread with all of these. They're usually much longer sessions and they're very mobility focused on like moving your body in the ways it should be. Um, So that's kind of what I do at least once a week. And then at home, I currently have a five-day lifting split routine I wrote that's much smaller because I notice that I will make a lot of excuses to stop myself from going to lift if I know it's an hour of, like, intense work. Sure. So I broke it down to be much smaller, and I do um, this five-day split. And right now, I'm not at the point where I'm doing it every single week. It kind of flows (laughs) over two weeks. So I'm trying to build up consistency and honestly the more i do this it feels good and i want to do it more but it's that getting over that hump i think of the commitment there to do these things by myself i do better with group fitness and other people um but i mean i only have dumbbells at home right and the highest ones i have are 15s i'm gonna buy Mm. some 20s i think i'm kind of motivating myself by if i can get this routine to really stick then i'm gonna buy my invest in some 20s you know like (laughs) this is like my motivation for consistency right now um and then i walk every day so it's walk a lot because you have to yeah it's very low intensity i mean the thing is is i live in a neighborhood like imagine your neighborhood if you were friends with all of your neighbors they were your homies you did social things together you had a, a local coffee shop and you worked out together and did all these things but you're in this you're on a mountain. So yeah, yeah. like when you go to, <laughs> to visit all your friends and neighbors, you're like, you get some pretty good walking in, like some pretty sure, good elevation yeah, yeah. change. Just going down someone's driveway can be a freaking feat. So um, it does look a little different here uh, for sure in that regard. But, you know, m- right now things are much lower intensity. Like I don't know if I check the, the mark of hitting anything vigorous and I haven't in a long time. And for me, it's also with autoimmune stuff, I've just been in a really sensitive place where if I overdo it and overtax my nervous system, I'm just like really reactive. So I take it slower. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really important too, right? Like I'm talking about things within like a a vacuum or like a, we'll say perfect world, but like we all have our own experiences and things that we have to deal with. Right. I deadlifted on Tuesday and, uh, or really, I was supposed to do it Tuesday. I got caught up, and then I was like, "Fuck, I'll do it Wednesday." And then just didn't really get like the normal day between my Tuesday and Thursday because it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now Saturday. Um, and I was like, "Wow, my body is so beat," and it's because like deadlifting taxes me pretty badly just because of like my past injuries and whatnot. And I still love doing it because I'm a psycho and that's how I feel strong and whatnot, but. There are certain things that we do that will flare up past injuries, um, uh, autoimmune issues we have with ourselves or like whatever. And that can take away from doing other things. And so I think it's great that like you are like, hey, yeah, my stuff is like, we'll say, quote unquote, low intensity, but I still doing 90% of the things that I want to be doing and maybe not maybe that is better than like let's say checking all those fitness boxes and then being like well i'm gonna stay at home because i feel terrible i can't physically and mentally deal with other issues that are coming up so um yeah just something to think about as maybe you're like oh well i don't do this because i'm lazy i was like or maybe it is because when i do do this it takes away from something else that might be a priority 
yeah just yeah i think he wants there i think that's important i, I say I, I think i could do a little bit better with the cardio stuff even like a lower steady state I admittedly i mean I, I guess a little bit like hiking around the heart rate gets up for sure but for sure i think yeah that's a good it's also a good example of just because I'm dealing with something that doesn't make for the ideal conditions, I'm still adjusting. And, yeah. um, you know, like Huge. for me with my autoimmune, when it's flared up, like I have really, really bad joint pain and swelling. So I have to adjust or I would literally just be a vegetable in bed and then <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good. So it's like I need to move and I need to do something, but I'm adjusting because I know where my body's at. So I think just like also knowing where your body is at and understanding and it's not all or nothing like we've alluded to many times it's just like okay like what can i flow with now yeah i think because so uh, wow my brain (laughs) i apologize uh one of the things i didn't talk about is like how a program should have built in uh like days or ability to do things like that where it's like hey i don't feel a hundred percent today like i'm gonna cut this volume this is not as important it's called an accessory lift for a reason not my main lift like i don't have to do it or i don't have to do it at 100 percent um and those are things you'll learn as you do more exercise as you do more things and your life kind of either starts starts to revolve around fitness more or like becomes a more of a vital role um you're like well i do have to do this thing but i only a meeting came up and i only have 45 minutes instead of my normal hour I'm not hitting my biceps today. Maybe I'll do that later. Or maybe I just won't do it. That's fine. Um, But like my fitness routine is uh, I don't get enough sleep, um, which really affects some things. But Monday and Tuesday are like my heavier days. Um, And then Wednesday (laughs) should be a cardio day. I get that maybe once every month. I'm trying. (laughs) That's the thing I have to focus on the most. Uh, and then Thursday and Friday are like, um, uh, like we'll say speed days as far as lifting stuff goes and in, in volume. And then Saturday is a um, like accessory, whether that's more arm work because I feel like my arms have gotten smaller, um, or it's sprint work or something. But the main thing is that like Monday's almost always just an upper body heavy day, Tuesday lower body heavy day um and then thursday and friday it's thursday's upper body moderate but fast day and then friday is the same but for lower body so i the thing that i'm probably missing the most is consistently hitting my um sprinting and consistently hitting my cardio uh the cardio is really no excuse. We have a freaking Peloton downstairs, and like I should just get on it. And I did it yesterday, so I feel very proud of myself. Um, but it's also like oh, I don't have half an hour. I do, right? But I'm like oh, I don't really want to do it. Um, and the sprinting thing is probably the the hardest thing, just because like I there's that park that I want to check out. I think there's flat enough grass to be able to run, or at least like a hill to be able to sprint up. Um, but like gyms don't have nearly enough space in them to just kind of like sprint down a turf field yeah. or something. Um, but again, like that's something that even when I had access at the field, 
I didn't do it as much as I should have. Uh, but I am jumping three to four times a week. Um, I am throwing something two to three times a week. Um, so it's just like keeping that power output just not within the context of sprinting, which should be done more. So, Do you do yeah. mobility after every session or do you give mobility its own day? And is there an ideal way to do that? Yeah, I don't think that there's an ideal way of doing that. I think that kind of depends on your training, how much time you have, um, right? Like if you are someone who is like, hey, I have 20 minutes every day and like that's legitimately what you have, then you should like put mobility in with your resistance training, um, whether that's a strong warm up or whether that's like you doing barbell bench press and then going into like some thoracic rotation so that your shoulders are opening up. Like nobody says you can't mix those two things. And if you're in a time crunch, you absolutely should mix them. Uh, for me, I always have like a strong warm up every day. Um, that's going to be like 10 to 15 minutes because that's just something I have to do with my battered down body. It just has to be that way. Um, and if I'm good, I can uh, do like on a Sunday, I'll do like a quick mobility thing. But that's one that I tend to throw away because it's like, ah, I don't have to do it. And then my body's sore for days. And like, mm, I should have done that one. So, uh, yeah, I need to get back on. I think it's what I'm going to do this off season is getting back to massage gunning myself um, a couple times a day or for a couple minutes a day. And then Sunday being my big like breathe in, massage gun, and then let's do some mobility and get ready for the next. Nice. Yeah, and if you listen to the acupuncture episode, you know Rose's beauty secret of taking the massage gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. It works. Look at the glorious skin. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. Uh, okay, so going back to the components of fitness, knowing that we need all of these different balanced things to stay healthy in general. What if someone is trying to get better at one thing like let's say someone really wants to run a 10k i don't know so you've got a hyper focused goal in one spot how much time and effort do you have to dedicate to all these things and how would you balance it yeah there's like so much nuance to this and this is like a time where the easiest thing is be like hey get a coach someone who's going to keep you accountable but more importantly is going to be able to say like if this is your main focus you still have to do these other things, but let's not blow you up. Let it be resistance training. So tier 10K, you still have to do resistance training, uh, whether that means you're going to do high intensities and just really low volume. So you're going to move something heavy and like, that's it. It's enough to keep your joints nice and strong, your muscles strong, you continue to run. Um, or you're going to do like a lot of hypertrophy work so that we can keep those muscles from wasting away from the, all the running you're going to be doing um, will depend on training history, whether this 10K is for fun or if you're trying to qualify for something, like that's all going to play a role. Um, but hyper-focusing on the one thing also makes it a bit easier because you're like, oh, well, how do I, <laughs> it's so, so it's going to sound so dumb, but how do I run faster? Oh, run faster. Oh, how do I run longer? Oh, run longer, right? Like, how do I get strong? You pick up something heavier than you did before. Um, and this, like, this could be, like, its own 
episode of like, how do I get strong? Oh, okay, three sets of three to five, three times a week. Easiest thing you can do. Oh, how do I run um, or keep my cardiovascular system fresh? Like, hey, that goes back to the 150 and 75 minutes per week. So it, that's a tough question to answer because it kind of encapsulates all the things we talked about where what's the goal? How are you going to use the fit principle to attain that goal? And then how are you going to make sure that you are checking all the other boxes to the point where it's beneficial and it's not taking away from whatever that goal is? Um, so if you have like questions about things specifically, like you can set up a call, you can shoot me a DM and like, obviously like some, I'm not going to write a freaking program for you. That's that's some, you know, intellectual property right there. But, you know, saying like, hey, is it like I'm trying to train for a marathon? Should I also be trying to max out my squat? Like, probably not, right? Like, you're pulling from different sides of the spectrum all at the same time. Like, one of those is going to get worse or they're both going to be great until you hit a wall and then you can't do either of those. Things. Um, so yeah, one of those things is like, it's just don't overthink it. If you want to get stronger, especially if you're just starting out, it's going to be so easy. I say easy. It's going to be <laughs> simple to think about, oh, this week I lifted 10 pounds. Next week I'll lift 15. And you can do that for a long time before your body's like, hey, we've caught up. And now we're going to really have to start training and doing some things. But yeah, don't, don't overthink it. You want to get strong, lift heavy weights. You want your muscles to get bigger do enough to cause them to get bigger. You want to run a 5K, slowly build up to being able to run a 5K. And uh, if your ankles are stiff, if your lower back is stiff, treat them with the care that they need to be treated with. Do the mobility work. Do the resistance training that's going to allow them to stay strong. Um, and just don't overthink it. Try to pick those four or five things we talked about, squeeze them in four to five times a week, two to three times a week. No one says they all have to have their same or their own day. Um, and you can make a lot of headway when you are not suffering from paralysis by analysis. Just do the thing. And yeah. I promise you something will happen. I think this also is a good point to speak to the importance of working with a trainer. Um, I think... Or, or even like if, you know, you have money constraints and you don't want to work with a trainer, there's like a range, right? Like you can work with someone in person, well, most expensive. You can work with someone online, good middle range, or you can get a program written from someone, yeah. you know, who's a reputable trainer. And remember, not all trainers are created equal by any means, <laughs> just like yeah, not sure. all dietitians <laughs> and nutritionists are. So do your research, do your homework, um, and remember that your abs are not your business card. Yes. And... <laughs> Then work with someone to learn these things and remember, like, this is your your body and your longevity. And so I think it's important, especially, like, especially, especially if you're training for something specific and you want to have really good balance. Like, I think this is one of the best times, right? And I love, this is where I invest, like, all my money is, like, working with different holistic <laughs> providers, different trainers, you know, like, I, because you you're learning something about yourself that you can then carry on forward through the rest of your life. So yeah. just highly recommend like 
working with people because you can't just learn everything from YouTube. Yeah, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have not been in the field that I'm in. But <laughs> not good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for like breaking all of this down. It's I think it's been really helpful and hopefully someone feels inspired to be like, okay, let me look at what I'm doing and where can I adjust? Yeah. And do take Ro up on his offer, right? Like if you have a really specific question, that's what the questions of the week are for. So he'll answer you and we'll even talk talk it out on a podcast in more depth. So definitely reach out to Ro with any of your fitness related questions, fitness related questions. Man, words are hard. And, um, you know, I'm always here for any nutrition related or health, holistic health. Like we got you covered and we would love to talk about it on episode. Any other final thoughts before we sign off? No, I think we should do a Q&A episode soon. I just thought yeah. about us. It's been a long time since we've done one of those. But um, no, man, like if you're in the gym getting after it or even outside getting after it, like I'm cheering you on in whatever way, shape or form, as long as you are getting after it. I'm like, hell yeah. Just. It's hard. You know, I think people need to understand that it's it shouldn't be hard. It's very simple, but it's not easy to make time for yourself when we have a lot of other things going on in our lives and the world. And it's like, you know, so if you can carve out that time, like congratulations to you for being able to do that. And then also like pat yourself in the back. There's a lot of people who will make excuses or that don't have the ability to do these things that like are innate to humans and, and like movement. And um, I just think it's really great when we take the time to express that movement, um, especially when other people can't. So shout out to you if you're out there getting after it. I love that. Yeah. I think the first step is carving out time for you to continue to develop your health, your well-being, your fitness. And then Thank it's you. all about experimentation and then crafting a more ideal way of going about it over time as you learn so yeah heck yeah Love it. on that note ro would you like to take us out absolutely cue that music <laughs> bye y'all peace out everyone Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit westnutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod. Catch you next time.